Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. And today, I first want to say that if you have not listened to Tiffany's bittersweet moment from last week, bittersweet moment number 183, you will be well served to go back and listen to that episode first before listening to this one, because I am going to be asking Tiffany some follow-up questions that when I was listening to that episode rose in my mind. So (laughs) go back and do that first if you haven't already. Secondly, I want to say in that episode, Tiffany talked a lot about the feeling of missing Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving just happened here in the United States. But it did make me curious for you expats that are living, that are from other places, living in other places, what the equivalent holidays are that you feel the same way of what Tiffany's expressing. That same kind of missing cannot be replaced. The people where you're living do not understand the relevance of this holiday. I don't know. I was just sort of curious. I'm like, I wonder what it is for other people, because obviously Thanksgiving is important to us as Americans and as American expats. But, you know, Thanksgiving doesn't mean anything to somebody from Australia. So I was just curious about what those other holidays are. So if you have one, write it to us, send it on social media, send it through email. Um, We'll tell you how later on. But I'd be very curious to know what those holidays are. All right, so I'm going to be throwing a mishmash of questions at you, and then we can go off on tangents as we see fit. Sounds good. (laughs) Okay. All right. So, like, very quick recap, if you're being stubborn and you don't want to go back and listen to the mini-episode, Tiffany was expressing her both longing for the Thanksgivings of old and how, as an expat, she has missed one Thanksgiving after another after another for over well over a decade and how um, over time that starts to feel more and more depressing like you might never get to do it again and secondly mm-hmm. she was expressing her frustration at trying to pull off a Thanksgiving dinner all by herself for a group of people who well nice company didn't really understand the meaning of Thanksgiving <laughs> and what it meant <laughs> and how what this longing that you expressed was all about. So I wanted to ask you first about that longing that you were expressing. And I was wondering if you think it's possible that longing was increased by the pandemic. If you can imagine yourself in prior years, did your desire to be at a Thanksgiving with all your family feel more heightened now? And could that be because of the pandemic? I didn't even think about that. Like I, I didn't even consider it. Um, it could, it could, but I don't, I don't think it's a huge part of it. I think it's more just accumulation of time away from family at the holidays and particularly Thanksgiving. I think because even if you may go back, like if you live far away from your, you know, your family of origin and you whether it's in the same country like you know it could be in the same country even mm-hmm. uh, or in a different country you you're going to choose usually unless you have unlimited money and vacation days you're going to choose between christmas and and thanksgiving very few people are going to cross the country or cross the world in late november and then again in late december it's just you know you have to choose and for that reason 
I realized actually after I taped that episode that I haven't spent Thanksgiving with my family, my family of origin, since before I went away to college. Oh, wow. That is a long yeah, time. So, yeah. So it's been decades. It's we been can almost say decades. It's been almost 30 years, Katie. It's been almost 30 years. Wow. It's been a long, long time. And, you know, I did spend many, many Thanksgivings in the U.S. with boyfriends, families when I was living in Boston. And, you know, then I had my a number of Thanksgivings that I spent in Montreal, which were already expat Thanksgivings, although I didn't have an expat community there. So I didn't celebrate them. But I think it's just like, it's just, it's just at, a, at a certain point, the novelty is gone. Um, and I'm, and the novelty of like, oh, let's create Thanksgiving here with, you know, this, the expat community. It's just, I'm kind of like over that. I want, I want what I had. Mm -hmm. Which is interesting because you still made the meal this year. So you're not over. Well, it's not that I'm, mm -hmm. no, it's, 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 this is what I'm over. I'm, I'm I'm over the idea that an expat Thanksgiving with a whole bunch of American friends of varying degrees of closeness can replace Thanksgiving with my family in the U.S. Mm -hmm. You're right. Like me having only spent a year in Rome, trying to create a Thanksgiving within the confines of Italy where many of the things that are served on Thanksgiving make no sense. <laughs> Um, uh, just because of the local cuisine, as you expressed in your mini episode, it, it was rather novel for that one time. But I could see if it was like decades and decades, it's like, why even bother at that point? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's how I, that's kind of how I felt. I mean, I used to when I was first a new expat, used to I had you know huge groups of friend, international friends, not just Americans, and we used to do these huge potluck Thanksgivings, and they were so much fun. And like you said, they were novel, they were different. Everybody likes a friendsgiving every so often. It's fun to do friendsgiving, sure. But this year, my reaction, like sort of while I was washing the dishes, was kind of like this wasn't worth it. It was really great to spend time with friends, but the, the actual meal part, like I could have just had a dinner party, you know, mm -hmm. I had a regular old dinner party with, you know, some pasta and a salad and just easier food and had the same fun, had the same experience because to them, it was only my friend, Julia, who is English kind of gets it. She kind of gets it because she's lived in Rome for as least as long as I have, she is, she's part of the expat community. She's been to several expat Thanksgiving. So she, she gets it. She doesn't get it as much as, you know, she would if she were from America, but she gets it pretty well. But the rest of the guests were, except Aurelio, are all Italians. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as much as they're like, oh, this is interesting. What is this? You know, like, oh my gosh, how many carbs can you fit on one plate? You know, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fun, but it's not, even if the food is the same, it's never going to be that same experience, that same type of feeling, if that makes sense. Yeah. But you know what else I was thinking when you were saying that is I, I would imagine that for the vast majority, maybe that's overstating it, a good half, <laughs> I'm guessing, <laughs> of the people who made Thanksgiving dinner this year and were then washing the dishes at the sink, I would <laughs> wager a bet that at least half those people thought, I don't know if that was worth it. <laughs> I mean, because even for me, and I have to say, everything that we made this year turned out perfectly, which, you yes, know, is saying something because it's not the case every year. But everything tasted amazing. 
even still, I cooked for nearly two days. Not solid, but you know, a good huge chunk of the days. On Thanksgiving Day, I started cooking at nine in the morning and we ate at three o'clock, yeah. right? Day before, all sorts of prep projects. And then the meal is over so fast, comparatively, mm-hmm. that that I, I think it's just hard not to think, was that worth it? All that yeah. effort. Because it wasn't like yeah. the conversation around the table wasn't bad, but it wasn't life-changing. You know, I feel like if we're going to put in that <laughs> much work <laughs> for one meal, you know, something yeah, should for happen. Me it's like, <laughs> because I am not a regular cook beyond, you know, making my son the bare minimum to keep him alive <laughs> every night. <laughs> that makes it sound bad. Uh, I can cook a few a few choice d- dishes, but um, I'm not an enthusiastic cook, as I've said. So when I put this much effort into cooking, I expect every single person around the table to be ooing and aahing and like being like, "This is amazing!" You know, I, I want that <laughs> feedback. But I have to tell you, one um, bright side of this meal was my friend Julia's husband, who is Italian, he is a chef. He has his own restaurant. And he was like, this turkey is amazing. And Mm. and I was just like, okay, if I have the uh, approval of a chef, that makes me feel really good. And I had never made a turkey before by myself. I had done it once with a friend, but this was my first like solo, doing it on my own. Nobody is around to help or give advice. And I pulled it off and uh, I was so proud of myself. Well, and you actually got compliments from the chef, which you, you know, were literally, literally, <laughs> <laughs> which is amazing. Okay. So about that longing though, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to actually go home for Thanksgiving next year or the year after? You know, it's funny because, well, for two, two, two answers to that question. The first answer is that I th- there were a few years that I didn't celebrate Thanksgiving at all, especially when Aurelio was really tiny. And I just, I didn't have the time, energy, social circle to, to do it. And I think when he was, I think it was, I think it was a pandemic year or maybe the year before that I finally, that I was starting to feel that long, longing. And, and, and it was, obviously it was worse because I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't celebrating at all. And that's when I started I revived Thanksgiving, even if it was just going to be a little roast chicken and two sides at my own house with just Claudio and Aurelio. So that was my first sort of answer to, okay, I'm really missing Thanksgiving. I got to bring it back somehow. But clearly it's not enough as I have proved um, to myself. And the other thing that my other reaction to that question is I really don't know because I like even on, on Halloween, like at Halloween, I was like, you know, next year, honey, I'm like, we got to go to it. I mean, I didn't say this to my son because then he would expect it, me to do it. And I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not there yet. But like, I'm thinking to my son in my mind, next year, I'm taking you to the States for Halloween. I want you to experience a real Halloween, like at my sister's house in, in you know, Burbank, California. And then Thanksgiving rolls around and I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, next year, honey, we're going to spend Thanksgiving with Nana and Poppy in America and, you know, big family Thanksgiving. And I know that when Christmas rolls around, I want to think the same thing. So I don't know. I mean, I can't go, you know, and, and until both Claudio and I have completely remote work, we can't, I mean, even if we did, we have a child in school, we can't take him out of school for two months from Halloween to, to Christmas, you mm-hmm. know? So I don't know. I, I would, I always, that's what kind of makes me the saddest is because 
I always say to myself, okay, next year, maybe we'll go home. And and I know now that doesn't fool me anymore. Mm-hmm. I used to say that and think, oh, maybe, you know, especially with Christmas time. And, you know, when my dad was alive and he'd say, are you coming home for Christmas? And I'd say, no, dad, but maybe next year. And I can't pull it off this year, but maybe next year. And he'd be like, okay, I hope you come next year. And then, you know, eventually my dad wasn't around anymore. And I, you know, I just, I miss those Christmases so much with him. And I know I'll never have one with him at least. And so I have this rock in my heart that's like, you might, you know, you say you're going to go next year, but look at the past. Like if you could, the past is anything to judge by, you probably won't go. Well, and that's a different kind of sadness because then that longing is also kind of admitting that it's unlikely as long as you're living there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's why it was so bad this year. Cause it kind of, that, that, the truth kind of hit me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say I'll never go back, you know, never is a long time, but I'm not as confident that, hey, maybe next year. Kitty here. Tis the season of giving. And as you think about what gifts you want to give at the end of this year, we hope that you will consider a gift to the bittersweet life. We are not an official nonprofit, so we can't help you with your taxes. But your sustaining donation can assure that this show continues in 2023. We will also be accepting new advertisers with the new year. And if you own a business, any kind of business, a tourism company, a baking company, a postage company, a company company, whatever it is, if you want to reach a worldwide audience of educated and curious travelers or a group of people who are thinking about moving abroad, We are open to giving a discount to our beloved listeners. So if you own a business and you want to spread the word, let us know. Send us an email at bittersweetlifepodcast at gmail.com and we'll get the conversation started. Happy holidays! So what about Aurelio? Because that was another thought I had when you were talking is you've made a couple Thanksgiving dinners for Aurelio one with a turkey, a few with some chicken. and But mm-hmm. I mean, do you think that he's, I mean, does it matter to you, I guess? And do you think that he's ever really going to understand what the Thanksgiving that you're longing for actually is? I don't know. I think I think it'll take time to find out because as it is of as of now, I mean, he didn't even sit down at the table. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't, he, he wasn't interested. He, I, I'm, I know my son well enough to know that that I needed to give him lunch that day. I actually didn't give it to him. I sent him to my mother-in-law's because there was no way I could feed him lunch while I was in the middle of cooking a turkey. But I was like, you know what? I just have to give him, I just, he has to have lunch because he's very likely not going to eat the Thanksgiving meal. So he has to have eaten something and he didn't. And there was a little girl there as well. My, my friend's daughter who's about his age and she didn't really eat anything either. And they just kind of played and it really wasn't, it wasn't really Thanksgiving to them, to be honest. I mean, whether or not they know what that means. But I think as he gets older, I mean, he's still really little. Yeah. You know? um, Remind everybody is, how old he is. He's seven. Okay. Um, I think Thanksgiving is more of a, a holiday that maybe adults enjoy, young young adults and adults, because, I mean, it's not like Christmas. You're not getting presents. There's not the magic of Santa. Mm-hmm. It's not Halloween. You know, it's 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 not a really a kid-centered holiday, although it's a family-centered holiday, but it's not like specifically like for kids as mm-hmm. so many holidays are. 
there's no fireworks. Uh, it's also food based, which is not one of it's Aurelia's food based. interest. <laughs> well, yeah, interest that's sale. that's it. That's uh -huh. also that's also it. So I don't know. To answer your question, I don't know. I don't know any of if any of these things are going to stick with him. But you know, does it matter to you, you if it does? It, I mean, one of the reasons I try to incorporate these American holidays, like Halloween and and other things, and in, in, in American traditions, is because I do want him to have those those American traditions and that that American identity but whether it sticks I, I I just don't know I mean he's growing up here he has recently developed a an inexplicable passion for soccer for calcio I don't know where it came from I don't know what's <laughs> going on we're like my husband and I are looking at each other like what where did this passion come from because neither of us follow soccer and it's like, I guess you can't escape the culture of the place you're living. Hmm. That's so interesting. All right. So just a couple more questions before we run out yes. of time. Let's talk about the slaughter of the turkey. <laughs> so okay. you had to like find... <laughs> I didn't a, witness it. You, you did witness it? Or, I did. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I didn't. I was going to say, <laughs> my gosh, we should have been talking about that the whole time. <laughs> but you had to seek out a turkey because turkey is not mm -hmm. a common thing that you just find in a grocery store in Italy. Yeah. And you found one that had to be slaughtered for your benefit, <laughs> which is fine. I mean, yeah. all of these animals are slaughtered for our benefit. But I was just curious about how you felt about the um, the turkey being killed on your behalf, specifically, if anything. Um, didn't really cross my mind. I mean, anytime you eat an animal, I mean, I guess if you only eat part of it, um, <laughs> it's not slaughtered just for you. I don't know. I don't know. Does it make a difference? I, I don't. Well, I mean, I it's certainly I mean, fresh, I, I suppose. It, but yeah, it's just sort of definitely fresh. I mean, like if I had bought a, a rotisserie chicken, mm -hmm. this, you know, it, I didn't order it from the farm in mm -hmm. the same way, but the end of the day it's it's you know it sacrificed itself for my food pleasure i don't know i don't like this is this is getting into uncomfortable territory all right let me ask you something else so you did mention that a lot of the people who came to your dinner weren't really that hungry and didn't eat very much but i mean most people ate most people ate my sister-in-law's boyfriend he had like three helpings and i'm sure claudio did too he was at the opposite end of the table i wasn't really paying attention but no i think i think people just two just two people didn't eat very much my bigger question is was the warmth that you're kind of referring to when you talk about when you think about what is thanksgiving about the warmth of the gathering of these people family friends was the warmth there in the event nobody who uh, yeah, was at the event is allowed to listen to this by the way turn it off right now Go ahead. Uh, I know Julia listens to this podcast. Julia, turn it off. And sometimes my sister-in-law, Elisa, listens too. You and to... so, so does Claudio. Yeah. So. All I'm, people I'm... from Claudio's family have to <laughs> shut it off. <laughs> no, I mean, it's never going to be the same, is it, Katie? Well, I don't know. It's not going to be the same in the fact that you're not surrounded by your sisters and your extended family. But, you know, the coziness could be there with the right It was very cozy. Group. Yeah, it was my sister, my sisters in law, my, my Claudio's family members who were there did not really know my friend and her husband. I mean, I guess my sister in law had met them once. Some of them knew each other, but most, a couple of them didn't. And so definitely it's not going to be like everybody at the table has known each other since they were born. I mean, you can't replace that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it was pretty warm. It was pretty friendly. It was, 
The nice thing about it was there was no politics talk. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. There was no danger of that because we're all from different countries. My final question is that one of the big takeaways on your mini episode was that this was never going to happen again. You were never, <laughs> ever, ever going to cook a Thanksgiving meal by yourself for as long as you live. And I was just kind of wondering about the amnesia of passing years. And I was like, what, <laughs> what should we bet? I feel like, I don't know if we'll ever remember to reference this episode, but what do you think the odds are truly are that you won't get amnesia about the laborious experience you just went through? And four years from now, you'll be like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to try making the Thanksgiving dinner this year. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not going to say that I will never host Thanksgiving again or that I will never make a turkey again. I mean, I'm going to make the second half of that turkey for Christmas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've decided. Uh, but just that. I'm not doing anything else. But I don't see myself taking the entire weight onto my shoulders without any help. I mean, at the very least you know, you have, okay, one friend is going to bring the mashed potatoes and one friend is going to bring the sweet potatoes. And maybe you do the turkey and the stuffing and the gravy, you know, and then somebody brings a salad or some green vegetables. You know, I just, I just need a little bit of it taken off. You know, I don't need, I don't, it's, I'm not saying I never want to make a turkey again, or I never want to contribute to a Thanksgiving meal. I just, I think doing the whole thing, and I guess, you know, there are people out there who do it every year, but I think you have to love cooking to do that. Mm -hmm. And I just don't love cooking enough. It's just, it's just, it was so physically exhausting. I wasn't expecting how exhausting it would be mm -hmm. standing in a kitchen and cooking all day when you're not used to it, especially there's a certain amount of stress involved with looking up recipes, I mean, if, if you if you do it every year, maybe you you know these recipes by heart and uh, you just, you know, you whip them up. But going between recipes and I, and I can't remember what recipes do I have and what recipes am I still looking for and where did I save it? And then there's this constant thing, uh, which is having to calculate quarts and cups and things and ounces into the metric system. So I'm like, every single time I open up a recipe, I have to go to Google and be like, how much is one and a half quarts in liters? You know, it's constant. It's mm. just like, you can't, um, unless you calculate all that in advance, which of course I don't have the foresight to do. You know, I, I feel like I was on like half of the time was just wasted with me, like on my phone, making a calculation or looking up a recipe or trying to find the, the ingredients. And they're so hard to find here. Mm -hmm. So I think that just made it worse. Yeah. That is an extra layer. So you don't actually have standard American measuring cups at your home right now? I do have cups. And like tablespoons? I do have cups and tablespoons. But like when it's butter, I guess I could, you know, okay, the butter doesn't have the little lines on it to tell mm -hmm. you how much it is. But I got to be honest, there's this brilliant way of measuring things that Americans seem to have not caught on to and that's called weight <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. uh it's like it's so much easier to just put the bowl on the scale zero it out and then just scoop in you know 300 grams of sugar and then scoop in you know then zero it out again and then scoop in 200 grams of flour it's just it makes so much more sense. it's so much easier and every time i see it, it's like two cups of uh, loosely packed fresh spinach i'm like why two cups? Why are you measuring it with cups? Why are you asking me to put spinach in a cup? Just <laughs> how much does it weigh? It doesn't, 
I've never under since I've lived here and sort of gotten onto the metric system, I've never understood why there isn't more weighing in food in the states, hmm. and quite frankly, why they don't just chuck it up and go to the metric system, which makes so much more sense. <laughs> I don't know. That's a question for another day. Uh, true. True. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we just don't want to forget what who what, which king was it that gave us the foot. I forget. Don't ask Wasn't me. Wasn't it from a king the size of a king's that. foot? Could have been. I don't even <laughs> feel like I ever learned that, but that's a that's a nice tidbit. Yeah, I don't know. If any of my Thanksgiving guests are listening. Which I you shouldn't be. Which you shouldn't be, but I'm sure you are. <laughs> I don't I don't regret having Thanksgiving. Absolutely don't regret it. It was wonderful. It was good for me to do it. I'm proud of myself that I, I accomplished it and I had a good time. So I don't want anyone out, you know, my friend, friends who were there to think, oh, you know, it was a fun, very fun night. It's just, you know, it's kind of like once is enough. Like, I don't know if you feel like this about, this is kind of a, doesn't really make a good comparison, but kind of, you know, how like your wedding day is such an amazing day mm. and you plan and you plan and you plan and you plan for it. And then it's over, you know, and it's, it's longer than a Thanksgiving meal, of course, but it's it's fast compared to how much you plan for it and how much you put into it and how much you spend. And I remember like at the end of my, I don't know, it was the next day or a week after or whatever, but I, I remember thinking to myself, would I have my wedding day all over again if I could? Like rewind, go back in time and like have my wedding day again. And I'm like, you know what? I wouldn't hmm. because it was exhausting. <laughs> it was exhausting. It was stressful. It was It was emotionally overwhelming and once is enough really once is enough no matter how wonderful it is once is enough and I kind of feel like that about Thanksgiving I'm like I did it <laughs> I've been there I have had the experience I don't need it I didn't need to do it again oh man I would totally do my wedding again that day was so much fun <laughs> <laughs> and I wish the party could have been like five times longer it was such a great party and it just felt like it ended way too fast. And I didn't get a chance to like sit and talk with everybody who was there. And I would do it over and over and over again. Not Groundhog's Day style where I wake up and I do it every single day. Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> that might be fun for about a week, but but no, I would totally do it again. And, you know, given history, I'm probably going to make Thanksgiving again next year. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, well, we'll leave it there. Remember... I want to know what the equivalent holiday is, where you're from, if you're not from the United States. What is the thing that you miss that other people in other countries don't understand? You can send us an email, bittersweetlifepodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on social media. Absolutely. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just search for The Bittersweet Life and you will find us. The yeah. Bittersweet Life Podcast, to be exact. Yes. All right, and until next time, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. Join us again. Bye. <laughs>